0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. All right, are y'all ready for the Bible today? Come on. All right, I'm going to open up with a couple of scriptures today. Normally, I just give you one little passage, but today I'm changing it up, and I'm going to give you two Passages that I want to read from. The first is Genesis 2, verse 2. It says this By the seventh day, God had finished his work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested. Everybody say, rested. He rested from all his work. Some of y'all were like, I need to look that up in the dictionary. What does that mean? I rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. The next scripture I want to read to you is out of Ecclesiastes. And this is chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. It says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I got to tell you all, I love this scripture because it's just got this kind of rhythmic flow to it. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. makes me sound, sounds like the pandemic, I guess. I don't know. Some of us huggers were starving, you know, hug me, um, Verse six, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for your word that is meaningful to us today, has authority for us today, And we pray that we would use it well and um, that it would honor you. And God, I pray that as I share your word, that each person here would receive something for their life right where they are today. Thank you for your ability to talk to every one of us as you talk to all of us. I pray for the leading, the empowerment of your spirit, Lord. God, to share what's in your word today, that what's in your heart will be imparted with your authority by your spirit. We love you. We worship you, Jesus. You are our hero. Forever you are glorified. That's our victory song, Jesus. Forever you are glorified. The the battle is won. The victory is won. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are, and we rejoice and proclaim you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, God has created um, rhythms in life in music, it only works with rhythm, and you know when it's out of rhythm, it's distracting. it's wrong, right with a song, there's a movement, and there's a there's a building up in a song, and there's a slowing down and a backing down of a song. I love it when songs sound like they're lyrics, right? like when we were singing forever. He is, the way you hold that forever, like you're just like, it sounds like what you're singing, and it's just like the, the rhythm of it and the, the beauty of it. I love that song, Oceans, as well. It's Songs that sound like what you're singing is just like my favorite, but God has created rhythms for us. I remember we visited a church that I won't tell you about uh, because I'm about to make fun of someone, which I never do, but this per- you don't know this person. Um, but we were in worship and it was the loud clapper off beat that was like across the row. And I think it was for me, it was just for me to be there because it was like, Mike, can you worship through this? Yes, Jesus. I can focus on you as my ear is pulled that way. But you know, rhythms are a good thing for us because when things are out of rhythm, you notice. God's given us rhythms in nature, right? Like we enjoy in this part of the world our four seasons, right? Like you've got fall, which is time for pumpkin spice, and it's time for Hobby Lobby to put all their Christmas stuff out, right? Um, winter is that time when we hunker down, whether you hunker down in your house or you like to hunker down in the woods as a hunter, or spring is the time to get outside, right? We've got spring cleaning, or my favorite pastime, not spring cleaning, um, to ignore it altogether, You've got summer, right, which summer is like there's something about summer. It's like, I need we need to take a vacation, we need to take a break. we need to we need to fire up the grill. Like there's these rhythms in our life that we enjoy that are natural. And God has created rhythms. and that's what I want to talk to you about today: rhythms, rhythms for your life I was praying and just preparing. I just um, really felt compelled to talk to you today as we're school is all fired up again, and we're back in school, and we're in the fall, and we're in that rhythm that's going to carry us through Christmas and the new year, just like that. But I want to talk to you about your rhythm day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. God has given us rhythms to work. Amen. Work is a four-letter word, but it's actually God's creation. It's a good thing for us, and work should be rewarding. And God has created rest for us. Amen? So God has created play, the opportunity to have fun and to play. The other day, uh, Caleb was at his first soccer practice of the season, and uh, they're out there, and I'm in in my vehicle um, working, and the coach comes by and says, Hey, why don't you come out and play with us? And in my head, I said, No. And in my mouth, I said, okay. <laughs> you ever have that happen? And I kind of had that moment where I thought, this is probably good for me to get out there and uh, play a little soccer and feel it the next couple days. Um, there's rhythms of making connection, right? Rhythms of prayer and rhythms of worship. But some of us are out of rhythm. Maybe you are living life by the tyranny of the urgent. Am I talking to any of the right people? Right? There's always something that is next. And it's always that next thing, that next thing, that next thing. Everything is urgent. Everything is important. Everything needs to be addressed now. No. No, because that is running your life ragged and keeping you in that prison of anxiety. Sometimes we wonder, where does anxiety come from? One of the places it comes from is not stopping, not pausing, not having a rhythm, but always going all the time. Maybe you, like some, work too hard. I love work. Work is godly, but it shouldn't be an idol that we have to serve, amen? You see, we rule over our work our work does not rule over us. That concept for me in my early 20s was a big one to learn because I figured I have this job and I'm very responsibility-oriented. And so if it's my responsibility, I have to do it. Like whatever, whatever the responsibility, whatever the job description says, like I need to do that thing. But it took me a while to, to learn how to rule over it rather than it rule over me. It's a difference in perspective, and you can work hard and rule over your work. But when you rule over your work, you set the boundaries of that work, and you begin to create this, the concept of where those boundaries stop and start, and it doesn't control you, you rule over it. Work serves our purposes, we don't serve its purposes. In Ecclesiastes 3.13, it says that each of them may eat, drink, and be satisfied and find satisfaction in their toil, this is a gift of God. Work is a gift. It's satisfying, it brings joy, it adds back to the world around us, it's a blessing. Work should be satisfying because it's a blessing from the Lord, but God God has not called us to be lazy, amen? Proverbs 20 verse 4 says this, "'Sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing.'" And I think for for most of us, we would find ourselves working too hard, not working enough. But it's interesting how there's this tension of you can work too much and you can be lazy, right? And we have to find that tension of where is that right sweet spot. Some of us, like me, have got to learn how to rest. I have been on this journey for probably the last, I don't know, eight years or so, learning how to rest. What I didn't realize was I didn't know how to rest. You know what I'm talking about? You ever like, okay, you have time off, and there's space and time, and you're like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Now, some of you excel. You're like, I know exactly what to do, Pastor Mike. I can show you how to rest. But, you know, God, God created rest, and God even practices rest. Isn't it interesting that in Genesis, it says that he rested after he had finished his work. Genesis 2, 2 again says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Y'all say all. All. You know what that means in the Hebrew? All. That's right. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that um, that he had done. This concept of him making it holy means that he made it se- separate and he made it sacred. This idea of it being separate and sacred. You know, for me, the first bridge the cross was that rest is godly and that it is a gift from God and that it's a blessing for us. And then I had to begin to learn, like, how do I rest? And I figured out all the wrong ways to rest, right? Because, you know, I had to remove all the cheats from my life. I'd take a day off and then I'd be like, ooh, I can start this project. or Ooh, I can do this. Right? Anybody out there? Right? You just work differently on your rest day than you work at work kind of thing, right? Um, rest means rest, right? And the word Sabbath actually means to cease from working is what it means. To stop working. There's a scripture that was a real revelation to me about this concept of rest in Isaiah. Isaiah 58 verse 13 says this, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's day, the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob from the, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This this concept in the, verse 13, it says, if you call the Sabbath, if you call ceasing from work, if you call rest, a delight. For some of us, the concept of rest is too much space and time and quiet that we actually get unsettled rather than settled. But I, 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 I want to tell you, God has something for you in rest. There is a reset in rest. There is a reset to your creativity. There is a reset to your energy level. There's a reset to your perspective when you take a moment and you step back in rest. Now, the, the problem is in Jesus's day, the concept of rest or a Sabbath became super legalistic and really weird to where like you could not carry, you know, your casserole, you know, to, the, to, to your, your friend's house because that was considered work, and it was like, and so they actually made up all of these extra rules and laws to govern this concept of taking a rest in Sabbath, and so what Jesus said is, he said, listen, he said, man wasn't called to serve the Sabbath, but the, but Sabbath serves the man. Did y'all catch that? Man wasn't called to serve the Sabbath. That's what they were doing by getting legalistic and wrapped around the axle around trying to do things exactly right. No, you can't carry that, son, and don't pick up your mat and don't do that. It wasn't about that. It was about the concept of the blessing and delight that it was meant for us. We're not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for us. And rest is a gift from God. And and it's one that he wants us to delight in. Now, for some of you, I've just got to take a little bit of a station break, because in your mind, the math doesn't work. Am I talking to the right people? Right? You're like, Mike, I, I just don't know how I could take time off during my week. I just got too much going on. I'm in a season. You like that one? That's our Christian ease for no. Um, so for those of us in a season, we're going to take that off the table for a moment, um, you know, the, the concept of when we give to the Lord, you remember that, that Old Testament uh, principle of tithing? It was a law in the Old Testament. It was a principle that, that went beyond just the law, this concept of tithing. And basically that principle was, you know, if you give to the Lord 10%, he's going to make your 90 more worth more, uh, more worthwhile right? This concept by faith, he's going to do more. He's going to stretch your dollar. He's going to shrink things. He's going to, there's going to be a blessing on the 90 that wasn't on the 100. Y'all follow me? That Old Testament, that Old Testament principle. Can I tell you that our time works the same way? When we give time and separate time to rest, when we take time and separate time to be with the Lord, there's a blessing on our other time. Does that follow? And that is a faith thing. That I believe that when I set this time aside, God is going to bless the six. Y'all follow me? It's a faith thing. It's a trust thing. You're right. The math does not work. You can get more done in theory, in the natural, if you work seven days a week. How's that working for you? Right? But there's a spiritual principle that undermines the math that says, if you rest, if you delight in the Lord, the other time is better and better sir. And see, that the reality is we were created for that rest. Like you are designed with this concept of work hard, rest well. Y'all follow me? And so what we're doing is we're just working by our design when we agree to find rest. And when we learn how to delight in this idea of rest or Sabbath or ceasing work, we also delight in God, and we have a greater joy in him. And, you know, I, I've i talked to you about this, this concept of the rhythm of rest and work, because I think that one is one of the hardest ones for us to change. Y'all, y'all with me? Like, I think because we have our pattern, and I want to remind you that rest actually means rest. Um, I was challenging some pastors about a year ago, and we were talking about this concept of rest. And um, when I was talking to them about it, I, I said, you know, when you rest, that, that does not mean that you recreate the entire time. Now follow me. Recreation is actually on my list. That's the next one I'm going to. But resting and recreating are not the same thing. You can recreate in some of your rest, but if all you do is recreate, it's not rest. It's just different. Y'all follow me? Don't get me wrong, and, and recreating is like, and playing is like my 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 Achilles heel. I'm just not that good at. It. I'm just trying to get better at. My dad would always tell me, "Son, you need to play more golf." And I was like, "Dad, it's expensive. It takes four hours of the day. I got a young family. I just can't." He's like, "You need to play more, son. You need to enjoy some things more often." And his his voice is in my head so many times, like you need, like when the soccer coach comes, like, "You want to come play with us?" No. Yes. I would love to. And it was really good for me. I think playing is a rhythm that should be in our lives as well. Enjoying life. The only reason I make the comment about you can't make recreating rest is because we'll fool ourselves and we'll we'll recreate so hard that we never rested. And we need to learn what it means to actually rest because there's something in rest that you don't get in other places. And fill that rest with some of the presence of God. It makes it so rich. But the, the rhythm of play and enjoying some of the things in life, one of Elizabeth and I's uh, favorite ways to play is we like to go hiking, just go walk in the woods, sometimes get lost in the woods. Um, but at least we have each other, right? Um, and I remember once I took a long walk or a hike with Caleb once, and um, he was, it was taking longer than we should. And Caleb was like, you've gotten us lost. And I was like, son, we are on like Kitty Hawk. I was like, there's water on both sides. We can only be so lost. He's like, we're so lost. <laughs> he was like, I trusted you. And uh, <laughs> I came out here in these woods with you. And you don't know where we are. Then he was right. I didn't know where we were. There's the rhythm of rest. There's the rhythm of play. There's also the rhythm of connect personal connection with other people right that community connection there's that there's connection with family there's connection with friends you know uh, you know here in our victory family like We're really big on the making opportunities to connect with one another, right? We're talking about life groups that are going to be launching again here in the fall and all these opportunities to connect with people. The reason that we do that is because we grow together in our friendships, but we also grow together in Jesus, and we were made for one another. We really need one another, amen? like that's an important connection and you're like but i don't like everyone here that's that's right you're because that god wants to work on that in you as well right right cuz like that we're supposed to be improving our character and our love for one another that's part of if you're like but there's some people i don't like you're you're just being honest and yet god has called you to love and that connection is so good for you and that connection with god you know we talk so often about the connection of god through prayer and through worship and time in his word. And I want to encourage you as you are going into this fall season, and I've thrown out a lot of things and really focused on rest because I think it's, for a lot of us, a weakness, is to be intentional as we're going into this fall. Be intentional and consider, like, what is my daily rhythm? I had a thought when I was finalizing things this morning and coming in, I thought, if I looked at my phone usage at the end of this week and looked at how many hours I'm on my phone, would I how would I feel about it? And I thought, "Oh, I don't know if I want to look at that number." Yeah, I, th- I thought that that sounds pretty challenging to me. I was challenging myself. What is your weekly rhythm? Like in a week, what happens? Is there rest? Is there play? Um, include church, which you're here so. Good job, right? Like, like including church in your weekly rhythm. I have yet to meet a believer who says, you know, I go to church, but I really, I get more out of it when I stay at home. My week goes better when I stay at home. I yet to have anyone. To, of course, I'm the pastor, so maybe they would hold that. Um, what is your monthly rhythm? What is your annual rhythm? Like what are the rhythms of your life? And are you ruling over the rhythms rather than allowing the tyranny of the urgent to rule over you. I mentioned this, I think it might have been last week. There's this very spiritual word, no. Y'all practice it. You ready? One, two, three. Some of y'all are like, this is a foreign language. The irony is no is no in many languages actually. Um, German it's nine, but still, yeah. <laughs> it's a famous story of Aunt Phil with, with uh, in, the Germans come up to her. We're, we're on a missions trip and they they've got their big intimidating uniforms and they come in and talk to her. And she goes, nein Deutsch, nein Deutsch, nein Deutsch. (laughs) Like She was prepared. I don't speak German. And um, yeah. So this concept of saying no to some things so that you can say yes to other things. The problem is for some of us, the performance and the need to please others or the need to, you know, to reach some kind of, of level of attainment in our own self limits us from saying no. But the reality is your no to something is yes to something else. Y'all hear that? Your no to something is yes to something else. Some of us, we say yes to 50 things and we do all of them okay. But if we would say yes to 20 things, we would do much better with them and be more fulfilled and sleep better at night, and have less anxiety. Very practical things. You know, Jesus had rhythms in his life. He practiced the Sabbath of resting, and um, if Jesus can rest, the Son of God who's going to save the world, you can rest. Amen? he attended like religious festivals and, and, um, and feasts and things like that. He made it a priority to get away and to pray. In Luke 5, 15, it says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It's fascinating is when you put these two verses together. Jesus' popularity and notoriety was increasing. The demands on his life were increasing, but he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I am sure that he could have filled his entire schedule, right? And yet, he made time to get away and to pray, and you as well, you have permission to get away and to pray, to get away and to rest, I really encourage you when you rest to put some spiritual stuff in your rest. Like really enjoy God. Enjoy his presence, enjoy his word. It doesn't mean that for 12 hours of the day you need to lay there with your Bible and, and 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 hum or something like that. Like you can be a real person. But I tell you what, you put a little bit of the presence of God in your rest and it gets real sweet and real blessed. And for some of you, you got to take the challenge, right? you got to make some time and, and see how he uses the rest of your time because it really can become an idol where we are serving it rather than it serving you. So I just want to encourage you, young families. I know for us when we were uh, raising our kids uh, when they were younger and all of that, like, it wasn't like we were going to go out and spend a lot of money on the weekend and things like that. And So what we did is we had our famous, like if we didn't know what to do and it was Saturday and we had nothing to do, we did not we sure what to do, we just went to our default, Krispy Kreme. We just took six, all four kids and us to Krispy Kreme. Everybody got two selections of donuts. It took us a half hour to get there, a half hour to eat our sugar, a half hour to get home, and you know we would do things in, in the middle. And that was our, just making some family time. And we had lots and lots of sugar. And I became a bigger man for it. <laughs> You know, today um, is super practical and intentionally super practical just so that in your life you can be intentional. Your time is so valuable. Your time is so valuable. And you are the person who gets to rule over it. And I just want to encourage you to take that list of rhythms and just say, what do I need to add in my rhythm of life? And I got to tell you, bad habits will war against you putting in good rhythms. But good rhythms are life-giving, and they'll produce fruit for you, and they'll produce fruit for the people around you. And um, I just encourage you to have a faith attitude towards it. Amen? Would you stand with me today? I want to tell you today that, um, you know, today's message is really practical, but you may be going through something in your life that is very serious today and you need prayer, like you need somebody to stand with you and just really pray. I I want to tell you today that Jesus is doing miracles today. He's healing the sick. He's making provision. He is there for you. He cares about what's going on in your life. And if you need prayer for something today, I want to encourage you as I close in prayer today to come up and receive prayer. Maybe, you know, you're in a place in your own faith walk where You're at the place where you're believing that this Jesus is real, but you haven't taken the step of giving him all of your allegiance and all of your heart. I want to encourage you, if you're ready to take that step, or maybe you have questions about what it means to take that step, um, I would love to talk with you about it. Because following Jesus, putting your life in Jesus' hands, changes everything in your life. And he loves you, gave his life up for you, and wants to welcome you into heaven. But He wants you to receive Him as your Savior, receive Him into your life. And if you want to learn more about what that means, I would love to talk to you about Jesus. If you're watching online today, and you're saying, you know, I, I want to talk, I've want to, i got some things I need prayer about, you can go online to victorychristian.church and click on Next Steps, and we'll reach out to you this week, if you're here today and you need prayer for something, or you want to talk about something, just come up when we're done praying, and we'll have people up here in the uh, up here in the front to pray with you. I'm willing to talk and pray with you as well. But God cares about what you're walking through today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Lord, thank you for simple rhythms. For some of us, Lord, the song of our life is missing some beats. It feels unfinished it sounds unfinished. Father, for those of us who need rest, Father, we don't we don't call them into guilt and condemnation today. We call them into life. Call them into rest. Lord may may they experience the joy and the peace of rest. May your presence be there. May your peace be Father, for those who need some of these other rhythms of play and more connection with other people, Lord, more time with you. God, we come to you and we just say, Lord, uh, we can have a lot of good intentions, but we need your enablement and your help. So, Lord, help us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for work. Thank you for rest. Thank you for play. Thank you for connection. Thank you for who you are in our lives, Jesus. We love you, and we thank you, God, for the opportunity to have a very full life. Thank you for this gift of life. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.